Do you wonder when the right time is to have certain conversations or do certain things with your kids when you're getting divorced? Like what to say or not to say and when to introduce them to a new partner? Well, you're going to hear what the kids really think from someone who has been there and knows and get all the tips from kids in today's episode of the Divorce Etc. podcast. We're the ex-experts, Jessica and TH. We focus on helping you navigate your divorce and successfully moving on with your life. Please follow us on all social media at xexperts and check out xexperts.com for tons of free divorce-related resources. Let's bring in today's guest. Grace Casper. That's who just said hi to all of you guys. She created Divorce Tips from Kids. She just wrote a book called Dear Parents, Notes from a Child of Divorce. She is a child of divorce. And like us, she is not afraid to speak up. And the more we talk about the things and the struggles and the challenges, the less, you know, it'll diminish some of the fear. It'll help you get along. So we're all here to ask Grace some hot topic questions. Um, so welcome to the show. Thanks for being Thank here. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm so excited to dive into this. So I want to just to kind of like set the stage for everyone really quickly. You don't have to tell your whole story, but how old were you when your parents got divorced and how old are you now? Just to give some context. Yeah. So my parents got divorced officially when I was in third grade, I was eight years old and, um, I'm 24 years old now. Um, I still talk to my parents. They are not remarried. Neither of them are remarried, but they've both dated post-divorce uh, long-term relationships and short-term. And so I have experience with the whole dating thing. And I'd love to talk about that as we get into this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we obviously get a lot of questions from people in the ex-experts community. And we have a lot of conversations about the conversations to have with the kids and when and what to say, like I said in the intro, what to say or not to say at different times, because it does change. Um, but when it comes to dating, we there's no reason not to kind of start there. Do you feel like as a kid of divorce that there is a right time, whether it's age related or whether it's length of time your parent has been dating this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have a chapter in my book about this, um, talking about the, the main theme is just to consider your kids while you date. To remember that they didn't choose divorce. This is your choice or this was your co-parent's choice. Um, and they're just along for the ride. And so having these new people brought into their life that they are not romantically in love with, that are strangers to them, um, is a scary, daunting thing. And so just considering that and reminding yourself of their perspective of like, wow, okay, I'm bringing in this stranger that they have no connection with that they are not romantically attracted to. They don't have the history that I have with this person. And it's going to be a little bit weird. And so something I talk about in the book is first, just communicating with your kid about your status with dating. So let's say that you decide, okay, I'm ready to date again. I would communicate that with your child to let them know, hey, I'm seeing other adults right now. Like saying something along the lines of like, hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that mom is seeing other adults right now and hanging out with um, male adults or female adults and figuring out what dating looks like for me. But I want you to know that you are my first loves and you are my priority. And I will not bring somebody into our 
lives unless they really, really matter to me. And I think that you're going to enjoy them. And I think that they're going to bring value to what we already have. And so prefacing it by letting your kid know, because I've interviewed kids on my podcast. I have a podcast called Divorce, What I Wish My Parents Knew, where I interview other children of divorce. So I'm not just saying this from my perspective. I'm saying it from other kids that have spoken to me. And they kind of wish there's a spectrum, but some people wish that they would have known that their parent was dating. Some parents are like, oh, well, I don't want them to get involved. So I'm just going to keep it right. a secret, which right. I get. That's good intentions. But if your child is older, like let's say they are 12 years old and up, they're preteen, they're teen, they know what dating looks like. They know that that's something that adults do. They're going to be wondering like, is mom or dad doing that? Are they hiding it from me? And then to bring in this person randomly and go, well, here's my boyfriend of six months. And they're like, what? Well, this has been happening behind my back the whole time. And so I think having a general conversation of, hey, I'm trying this right now, but I won't introduce anyone to you guys until I feel like it's properly fit for us. And I don't like to give like a set time frame for that because that is dependent on your family and your situation. But my main parameters in giving advice to parents is saying like, only in, introduce the kids when you really believe that this has long-term potential. Like mm-hmm. if you really believe like me and this partner, things are going well, we have the same core values. I really see long-term potential in this person. Then yes, introduce them. Because I always say that I talk about this again in my book that like with my parents dating, whenever they would break up with that person, it almost felt like a miniature divorce Right. because you get attached to that person. Right. Yeah. And like, oh, I like them. Like, that's good that your kid likes them. Like you want them to like your partner. But then what happens if y'all break up and then the kid's like, wait, what? So now I have to process that I can't be friends with them anymore. And they're not in our life anymore. We have these memories with them. And I don't know, it's really, really odd. And so I could talk about this for a long time, but I'll just stop right there. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I also wonder like, so, okay, you tell your kid that you are starting to date. Yeah. You're not going to maybe bring. And that's a scary thing, by the way, can we just like stop for one second? Because there, everybody's situation is unique. I mean, absolutely. For me and mine, my ex was already engaged to somebody else and she came right into my children's lives. She already knew them. Right. She did know them. And, uh, but, but now I knew that she was out in my kids' lives. Right. And nobody yeah. had regard for that. So I felt like, well, I definitely am not getting into this muddy mess. So yeah. whatever I do personally, I'm shutting my mouth and keeping it quiet. My kids don't need to need anything else going on. I think being sensitive to where your kids are, but also from a parent's point of view, dating is for you. Dating isn't for your kids. Like that's for me. That's for me to go out and feel pretty and be someone buy me a drink and have fun, make new friends. Has absolutely nothing to do with my kids. Right. So until such time that it does have something to do with my kids, I didn't tell my kids about anybody I was dating. And well, not in the very beginning, but I mean, when you started dating Frank, even before he met the no, kids, but even before Frank, Mark in Connecticut, I was going to Connecticut on the weekends and every other weekend and they were with their dad. So it was irrelevant. And they sometimes would be like, where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? And I would say I'm out for a while. I totally lied. 
I lied all over the place because I didn't want to explain it. I was with somebody and this was all about me. And, and I felt uncomfortable sharing that with them because that sounded like super selfish. So hmm. how do you not sound super selfish with your kids? And honestly, I don't regret the way that I did any of my relationship kids meeting situations for me and my kids. Um, but, you know, when you come out of a marriage or a relationship that's not working as an adult, you're desperate for something, some connection, some validation, some kind of quote unquote rescue. Mm. And so that's our perspective on it. Like, I totally hear you, but I would never tell my kids that I'm even looking to date until there was someone to introduce them. Otherwise they didn't know that I was dating, honestly. But before, before Grace answers, I want part of the answer to also be around, you're talking T about you're dating someone, let's say for five months, you haven't said anything to your kids, no, right? But, you know, but, and now you're getting to a point where you feel like it's significant enough that you want to introduce them to your kids. Mm -hmm. Your kids have heard nothing about this nothing. person versus your kids know you're dating someone for a period of time and then you're ready to introduce them. Like, I almost feel like bringing them out of the blue is like in such a short time, like, oh, I have a boyfriend and I'm bringing him home this weekend. Versus, well, I didn't like, do it all at the exact same time. There was lead up time to it, but I, I kind of felt like, why am I telling them that I'm dating somebody until I'm like, I might not introduce him for like another year. You know, who the hell knows? That's okay. why I think it's not, it's not, um, I'm dating somebody. It's, hey, I just want you to know that I'm in a position now where I'm ready to date. So they know mom might be dating right now. Mom may not be dating right now. It's not, hey, I want you to guys to know I'm dating this mystery man and it's been going on for three months and you're not going to meet him yet because you're not ready. And so like, you <laughs> know, I'm not ready. That's just, it's not just them not ready. Like, as the mom or the dad, like I wasn't ready to introduce him. Well, obviously you're not going to introduce anyone to your kids until you're at least feeling ready. And then you work on the process. But Grace, like, do you feel like the kids continue what you were saying that you're dating? I just mainly mean that kids are smart. And I'm mainly talking about the kids that like their parents got divorced when they were in middle school or high school. Yeah. And they're that kind of age and they want to know if mom or dad is seeing people. It doesn't matter if you're like, I've been seeing the same one for this amount of time. Just let them know, Hey, I'm seeing people right now and you will not meet anybody until I feel like we're both ready for that. Like it could be as simple as that, but just not leaving them out of the blue and saying like, of course I'm not dating. Oh my gosh. And like that yeah, yeah. type of lying. Like I get the line TH that you're talking about. Like, yeah, they didn't know. They didn't need to know you're in Connecticut seeing this this guy. But at they least not lying if they said, yeah. <laughs> at least not lying if they say, are you seeing anybody? And you're like, of course not. No, 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 no. You could say like, yeah, I'm seeing different people right now. But don't worry, I won't bring anybody into our lives until I feel like we're ready. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? I do, and I have a follow up question to that. So let's say. And then we can move on to a different topic. But 
my kids at, at a certain, I mean, my kids were only two and four when I got divorced. So obviously I wasn't talking to them at all about dating and, yeah. and, and, and the <laughs> first guy that they met, I had been dating for a year and we eased it in as like, he, he was a friend, you know, I mean, they were so little, Yeah, yeah. but now they are 19 and 17. And so yeah. for the last couple of years, they, and I, I live in New York city. So my kids are pretty savvy. So they, they knew that I was dating. I was open with the fat, with the idea that I was dating, but they knew for a period that I wasn't specifically dating one person. I wasn't in a relationship, but I was going on dates frequently to meet new people. And right. there were some times where my daughter, sometimes my kids are obviously with me. Sometimes they're with their dad, but there were times there might be like one of the five day weekends or something, you know, and my daughter, like maybe I was on the phone with her one night when she was at her dad's and she knew I was going on a date. And then like one of like the first night she's with me, I'm going on a date. And then like two or three nights later, when she's still with me, I'm going on a date. There were times where I wouldn't be honest about going on a date. Cause I'm like to a kid who doesn't maybe understand really the concept of dating. Does it seem like I'm dating a zillion people am I like does um, is that point at which a kid might be like oh my god like they're going on dates all the time I yeah I was worried sometimes about like the appropriateness of how it looked from their eyes if they're, I was going yeah. out three nights a week absolutely. not with the same person absolutely like there are boundaries within the child and parent relationship and your child does not need to know all of your love life details I totally agree with that like I think boundaries are important and they keep us safe and they keep us in a place where we can love each other in the best way and so again you know your child best and so Jessica if you felt like that would be your child would be like mom whoa you're a serial dater like then that probably was smart to keep that detail away from her it's not that you're lying friends (laughs) right it's not that you're lying it's not that you're hiding it's it's that you're protecting her and her view of you because you know that she would you know maybe think that that's crazy but she doesn't know what it's like to be a woman your age trying to find somebody to be with like that's a hard thing to do and so again just kind of acknowledging where your kids are at mentally and and trying to figure out okay what can they handle what can they not handle um and again like yeah they're still your child like they don't need to know all the details it's not going to help them it's not gonna um yeah I'd say the only time when when to share details is if they like explicitly ask like let's say they come up to you and they're like are are you going on a date tonight like if they just straight up and sometimes I would be like no I'm having dinner with Judy She's like, I don't know. I just saw Judy with her friend. <laughs> I don't know. It's already on a date. date. It's yeah, there were some little white lies there, here yeah. and there, because uh, yeah. again, I just felt like just because I'm meeting someone for a drink and I'm going to be home in an hour and, yeah. you know, doing that a few times a week, I'm like, I, I don't. I'll just say this. I think the biggest thing I've learned from talking to other kids is it's not the mom's always out dating. It's the like, mom's bringing home people all the time like it's it's the constant meeting of these people it's not that you're going out and doing this and I don't know about it it's that I'm always going to my mom's house wondering who am I going to meet this weekend or like oh do I have to meet another guy oh do I have to oh who are you dating this time like this constant I never know who's in your life kind of a thing because I'm always meeting them but if you're keeping them away from me, I don't care if you've dated five guys in the past month because I've never met them before. And they're not yeah. any of my business. But if I'm meeting them all the time and you're like, 
can I bring him to your high school dinner tonight? Can I bring him to this? Like, that's so intrusive. That's crossing boundaries. I don't know this man. I've, you're my mom. I've known you for my whole life. But now this stranger is coming to my high school event. Like, no, I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. It's not that you're, you know, so it's just, I think that's the main thing that parents should know. The other stuff that you were talking about is the nitty gritty where it's like, it just depends on the child. It depends on your relationship with them. And I can't give direct advice to that. Does that make sense? Fair. Yeah. It totally makes sense. And I have a question for you also about like asking your kids direct questions, but first we're going to take a quick break, a quick pause here, because we know it's hard to get honest and reliable information about your divorce and life in general. So we've done the work for you with ex-experts and our Divorce Etc. podcast. Jess and I had one another to ask all of the questions and figure out the answers. And now you have us too. We are your no bullshit, no nonsense girlfriends through divorce and beyond. Ask us anything about life and all that comes with it. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly newsletter to get ex-experts in your inbox and find out all the updates on the latest episodes of Divorce Etc. podcasts. Don't miss out on information and tips you really need to know going through divorce. If you want some one-on-one time with us, you can sign up for a private session. Just email us at hello at xexperts.com because the real work really starts when your divorce is over. You can connect with us and get all of this information at www.exexperts.com. We've lived it, so we get it. If you're thinking about getting divorced or in the process and concerned your spouse is hiding things from you, then you might want to contact Lost and Found Forensics. They can help you leverage digital evidence through cell phone forensics, which can give you a serious advantage. If you believe you aren't being told the full story, Lost and Found Forensics can use the cell phone forensics on your spouse's phone to help investigate and discover hidden assets, fund transfers, unknown credit cards, and bank accounts. This info can help you gain leverage and negotiate a better settlement. Lost and Found Forensics can also use your spouse's cell phone forensics to reveal gambling, drug use, and excessive shopping, and evidence of them manipulating finances in anticipation of the divorce by using Cash App, Venmo, or PayPal to sell or receive unclaimed income, or even using third-party apps to spy on you electronically. All of this can be a powerful tool to help present evidence of wrongdoing in court and ensure you receive what you're entitled to in your settlement. For more info, go to lostandfoundforensics.com. So my question, do I tell my kids, Grace, how do you feel about me dating? Grace, how do you feel about me going back to work? Grace, like coming to you. I didn't do that. I waited for my kids to come to me. But I think that a lot of people do that, you know, they're checking in with their kids. Like, Grace, are you cool? Like, you know, we've been separated a little while. Like, you cool with me dating? I mean, in mm-hmm. my mind, there's an automatic answer. But what do you even think about you're that also scenario? Putting them on the spot. So it's a great question. Yeah. So I have two parents and they both did different things. My mom did the what do you guys think of me dating mm-hmm. my dad did the never ask us what we think and just date you know um and I think it did comes you down... ever ask him since he ask wasn't him, like are you dating? dating no it was obvious because I mean I would come over and he'd be like so I'm seeing this girl we're gonna meet her for dinner tonight Okay, okay, so she, he yeah. railroaded you a little. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but so, us asking you pointed questions, what's your opinion about that? My opinion is it depends on your parenting style and how you view. So, so my mom viewed me, my brother and I as like a team, like we are a unit, we're a team. And so what I do, like she thought to herself, what I do for me, I do for us. She didn't have many. um, And now like she's a empty nester and she doesn't really know who she is without us. So like, keep that in mind. You know what I mean? Like that was, whereas you guys, I think have healthy boundaries where you're like, I'm still an individual. I still have personal needs outside of my kids. Um, Right. Getting too attached. But I I do think that's probably pretty common because I think that part of it is like they need the kids as a security blanket to help themselves process it. And being a mother hen, like just wanting to make sure that you're taking care of everything. But you're right. That's a conversation that TH and I need to have for a podcast another time. Like, how do you make sure that you maintain your own separate identity? But continue. But I would say with the question, what's beautiful about that question is it's telling your kids, I care about your opinion and um, I value your perspective in this. And like, I want you to be a part of my life. And so while you might hear their answer and their answer might be like, mom, I don't want you to date at all. Then it's like, okay, you heard, (laughs) but it's like, okay, you heard them out though. You heard their perspective and you say, okay, I hear that. I totally understand that. But I'm still human and I have needs. And so still standing up for your, like, it's not their answer is going to determine your decision, but you asking them is simply just telling them, I see you. I want your opinion. I love you. And I want you to know that like, I value your words, but then it's okay to still stand in your decision and say, okay, I hear you in that. However, X, Y, and Z, you know, and, and then like, because every time I was asked questions by my parents of like, what is it like for you experiencing this? Or what is it like going from house to house? It was like, oh, you're actually wondering what it's like for me. Like, it's not just you're in this tunnel vision of like, I am the mom or I am the dad. You're curious about like, what is it like to be the kid? And that's really loving. So even if they didn't agree with my answer, that didn't matter. The whole point was, oh my gosh, they're asking me. And that really makes me feel love. Right. So you can still heard. validate yeah, yeah, you can still validate your daughter in her saying, I don't want you to date and say, yeah, I totally get that. That probably feels really awkward. But here's the thing. I'm going to do it anyways. And I promise that I won't bring in somebody that's bad for us. I promise that I won't be bringing in new people every single day. I won't bring a random dude to your event that we've been planning forever. You know, setting these rules to tell them, like, I still have to do me. But it trust me, I'm not going to try and, like, damage your life does that make sense yeah my kids my kids actually um I did probe them at certain times because they would come you know I I don't remember honestly it's been a while but I just know that at some point during my dating process they when I probed them they were really saying you know I was they were afraid they were going to lose me to whoever I'm dating so if you could they could say you know I don't want you to date. And then you can say, well, what is it that you're worried about with me dating? And then you can resolve a bigger issue that literally has nothing to do with you dating. 
but my kids didn't have their dad in their lives for so many years. And so they were like angelic kids for him because they didn't want to upset him. And then they would come back to me and be freaking devils because you're the safe parent. Right. So this is something that we really need to address in this recording, in this interview, because it's not always about what you think it's about. And, and we don't no. really know what you guys are thinking. So, oh my gosh, TH, I love that you're talking about this. Go, okay, so go, let's TH. go. <laughs> I just, I love that because it's so true. I talk about it in the book, but like when my mom, I have such an emotional reaction to her dating. I felt so personally hurt by it. And like, it was like this attack. Like you're not me. good enough. Right. Yeah. But what it was, was actually like me and Jack felt like her protectors because it's like okay mom is single now and we don't want her to be back with someone like dad who hurt her so much and so we thought like we are her protectors and we can't protect her from all of these people so it wasn't we didn't want her to date it was like we don't want her to marry someone like our dad again and then it goes back to what it was and then she's silent again and she's like doesn't know how to say no and like we didn't want that version of our mom to show up again So we didn't even know what it would be like for her to date somebody safe. But our immediate thought is dating looks like being with dad again, but a different person. Right. Because we'd never seen her with anybody else. And so we were like, no, 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 because we're thinking that's going to be our version of mom that we don't like. But we didn't know that mom could date safe people and mom could still be the version of mom that we enjoy right now. Does that make sense? I think that is, yeah, I think that is so profound, honestly. And I think, I hope for everyone listening that you really hear that because the idea that what your kids could be thinking is that if you were in a bad relationship, maybe they saw you unhappy all the time, you're miserable all the time, you're fighting and arguing and whatever all the time. I yes. feel like your kid's perception of you dating could be just what, exactly what Grace said, that you're going to, transition back into that person that wasn't happy and, and, and free. And, and it really does have nothing to do with nothing to do with what you think. Right. Like that is so that hits so deeply. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. We, we didn't want our mom to not fall in love. Like I want her to find love. I want her to be taken care of, but we just didn't want her to fall into that trap again. And we felt like we had to protect her for some reason. Yeah, because I feel like, and you're going to correct me, uh, the example right now, I'm with my, you know, my man, my favorite man ever, okay? And um, his ex-wife is not dating anybody. And so the his kids feel like they need to protect her, like surround her. And they're always with her when all of us are together, which is really nice. And my kids definitely did that for me when my ex was with his fiance now wife. And so it it is, it's almost like nature has taken course. The kids will flock around the mom. I don't know if they do it so much with the dad, regardless of the dating situation, but like kids and their moms who are like solid in their lives, they will stand up and, and just like, literally physical protectors. Like we all went out to dinner. They're all surrounding her. You can't get near her. We're on the other side of the table, which is totally fine. But, but it's very interesting how that happens when you do all come together and kids feel this innate need to protect and stand and yeah. And it's weird. I love that you told me that because I always thought it was just kind of Jack and I, 
But then the more I talk to other kids of divorce and like, I even hear that story. I'm like, that is so true. I don't know why it's just this thing of like, yeah, but, uh, it's true. But I would say though, that it would also be the same in reverse roles. If, um, if dad was single mom's dating and we're like, well, poor dad, like we're going to sit by dad because mom has her, right. Boy, he's her alone boyfriend, or you know? she's alone. He's alone. We're going to sit by him at dinner. Cause like, Oh, poor dad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you know what? It's very sweet from my perspective. I love to be with my kids. I also appreciate the buffer at the table. Um, but I just wish there wasn't pressure to do that, you know, and it has nothing to do with anything we did. It's the nature of the circumstance. Yes. I love and totally appreciate the buffer as I'm sure every parent does. But it's uh, it's unfortunate. It was never explicitly assigned to us, and no. I try to tell people that. Like my mom never. I don't blame my mom because my mom was never like, guys, I really need help with you guys vetting men for me. I really need you to protect me. Like she never <laughs> said that. Right. But for some reason, Jack and I assumed this role unintentionally, subconsciously, that I didn't even, I wasn't even able to name until being a grown ass adult now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and and what you're saying, like I said, I mean, I think that it's a, probably a very common theme for so many kids around divorce. And I would love to be, you know, listen, we're going to have to have you back because yeah, we're, we're going to have to do like a <laughs> I'm series. Sorry. I mean, there are so many yeah. issues and, and so ways to have conversations with kids. And I really yeah. feel like this could be like an ongoing series or something, but yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time today. You know how much we love you. We wrote an excerpt for Grace's book. Um, You have to check out her social and her podcast. Um, And for those of you listening, if you enjoyed this episode of the Divorce Etc. podcast with the ex-experts today, then please help us girls out. Because when you subscribe, rate, and review, it helps us get the word out so we can support more people like you going through divorce and beyond. Check the show notes for more info on Grace and her new book. And of course, share with anyone you know who can benefit from listening. Have a great day. Bye, guys.